the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. In the Chaldean church, any Chaldean church you go to, when there's a Chaldean mass being celebrated, you will always see the same style of peace, of giving shlama, right? The shemasha comes, he receives peace from the priest, he'll give it to either some altar kids or shemasha servers, and they'll go and give peace in a very solemn way. We've all done this hundreds of times. But if you go outside the Chaldean church, you won't really see that. You'll see you know, people waving to each other, people hugging each other, uh, people greeting each other in a much different way than what we do here in the Chaldean church. Now, I'm not gonna say one is uh, wrong and one isn't, but what I am gonna say is in the Chaldean liturgy, it's very specific with, and it's very serious with how you give peace. You know, even in the instructions for the priest, it says, you know, when you're saying Shlama Amchon, you have to put your left hand on the chalice. As you're saying Shlama Amchon, you sign the people. And after you these different instructions, so Nasha, you give them the sign of peace, and then it gives all these different instructions. So it's very, very specific. And our Chaldean church fathers take it very seriously. And to be honest, if we look at the totality of the Chaldean Mass, it revolves around peace. You know, how many times do you guys hear Shlama or Shlama Amchon? You'll hear from the priest, from the Shemasha, from the choir. It's the focal point of uh, a lot of the Chaldean liturgy is peace. Now, we're on the receiving end, right, of peace. We receive, we, we are given peace from the church, from the priest, and we are on the receiving end. And getting Shlama is, you know, sort of, we, we all know it, we've all understood it since we were kids. You know, you go, give shlama, you give it to the person next to you, and you sit down. But there's something much deeper that's happening when we all give shlama to each other. There's something much more serious happening when the priest is giving the, the faithful shlama from the altar, and everyone is on the receiving end, receiving it. And the reason why I mention this is because in this gospel today, we sort of get the answer as to why the Chaldean Church Fathers, why the liturgy takes peace so seriously. What's the big deal? What's the big deal about getting shlama and giving it to someone else? Well, in this gospel today, it's obviously after Jesus died and resurrected. And on Sunday, for Easter Sunday, if you went on Saturday, you heard the same gospel, but we heard the story of Mary Magdalene running to the tomb, seeing the empty tomb, telling the apostles, and so on and so forth. And we didn't really hear about what was going on with the rest of the apostles. Where were they? You know, we knew they were not Golgotha, St. John the Beloved, and the Blessed Mother, and a few others were there, but no mention of any other apostles. Where were they? What were they doing? We know Jesus got abandoned on Golgotha from the closest people to him. So the gospel begins by saying the disciples were gathered in a place where the doors were shut. The doors were closed. And St. John repeats this again. On, during the second half of the gospel I read, he said again, so Jesus appeared to them there, then Thomas didn't believe, then Jesus appeared again, and he gives us this sort of uh, detail again. The doors were shut. But Jesus still entered. And he tells us he stood among them. He stood among the apostles. 
The reason why this is so significant is because we can be in the same position where maybe like the apostles, fear is causing us to close a lot of doors in our lives. Maybe for some other reason. We're closing a lot of doors in our lives. Maybe to people. Maybe to people that are really close to us. Maybe even sometimes to the will of God in our lives. Maybe sometimes we do close a door to Christ when we sin, when we fall into sin, when we have these you know, very bad habits. Maybe we are like the apostles who abandoned Christ and then not only that, closed the doors to where they were. But we see in this gospel today, Jesus still entered. John gives us this detail, the doors were closed, but then he says Jesus came and stood among them. Stood among them. Brothers and sisters, when we sometimes close doors in our lives, isolate ourselves sometimes because of fear, maybe because of problems, maybe because we don't know how to deal with a situation, maybe because you know something happened in our lives and we don't really understand why God allowed a certain thing to happen, so we sort of distract ourselves, push ourselves away. But that does not mean that Jesus will not still be with us and bring us back to him. But the only way that's able to happen is when we are not isolating ourselves. Jesus stood among them and they were with each other. And that's where Jesus appeared. And he repeats this earlier, earlier on in the Gospel of Matthew when he says, two, when two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Maybe we have closed doors. Maybe we have, ha have had a distance between us and God. Maybe we've had a distance between us and people whom we loved at some point, or maybe we still love, but because of you know, whatever circumstances happened, we've allowed a distance to be between us and them. What's the problem here? And what sort of, what's, what's the result of doing that? Is we cannot, when we isolate ourselves, have this peace that the church gives us. It all goes back to peace. We some, this is maybe temporary peace where you know, we distance ourselves, we isolate ourselves from people around us. Okay, maybe you know, someone will say if I move to a different county, if I stop answering this person's calls, if I sort of distance myself from the will of God when I actually have an opportunity to do good or bad will have this temporary sort of peace. But that's not substantial because that peace does not come from Christ. Jesus tells us where true peace comes from, even when our doors are close to him. It's when we are allowing ourselves to have ourselves lifted up by other people around us, when we open ourselves to the will of God, when we draw closer to our families, to the people who God has given us in our lives. That is what gives us true peace. When we receive peace during Mass, the Shemasha comes here and says, Give peace to one another. When we give peace to one another, that is us showing Christ, maybe our doors are closed, but we're willing to be open to His peace that is eternal, His peace that is alive, that lives within our hearts. 
living in a chaotic world as we do today, it's, I mean, it's evident that it's hard to find peace. It's hard to find consolation in our hearts. But Jesus today, during this feast of New Sunday, he gives us an opportunity to regain this peace that he offers us during every Mass. Don't let this peace that we receive today during Mass be just some sort of ordinary way of taking Shlam and giving it to the person next to us. Think about what you are receiving. Think about Christ wanting to dwell in our hearts even though our hearts may be closed because he has a power to do that. But it's on our end to acknowledge that power, that love, and that peace that he offers us. Amen.